and welcome back to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show found anywhere quality or crappy podcasts are found. If you can find a podcast there, you'll find this show. And sometimes it'll fall in the former category, sometimes in the latter. What it is, what it is, man. It's a brave, beautiful, inevitable concept, daily, entertaining, informative, chatta-centric podcast designed with the dominance of the morning drive media in mind. We're going to cancel your morning TV shows. We're going to replace your radio morning shows and the cast here. That includes me, Jeff Styles with a Y, Nuga's own Jeff Styles with a Y. Thank you very much. The communicator, your morning commute voice for almost three decades. We've got Jen Lambert to my right, your left. We've got Russell Stroud to my left, your right. And we've got Brian Stone completely off camera because he's just hideous this morning. I don't know what what happened, but, but we decided. Today. This <laughs> is how, this is what I looked like when I woke up this morning, Jeff. I can't. Where do am anything. I again? I can't do anything yeah. about that. And we're glad to have you guys tuning in. We'll be hitting the headlines here in a second. We're broadcasting from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio, the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. And I always want to start off with just a little something, something that's not necessarily news related. I might bring you in just a tad, but just listen to me. I just want you to listen to me. Everybody, y'all listening to me? Huh? Yes, we You're are. You listening to me? Oh, yeah. Don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't listen to me. Don't listen to just one person. I don't care if it's the president or an ex-president. I don't care if it's a preacher or a teacher. I don't even care if it's your parents, your grandparents. I don't care if it's a co-worker. I don't care if it's an evangelical street you know, pre- preacher holding up a sign. An and author, celebrities. Don't listen to just one person person solely because you will get screwed every time you never listen to just one or watch or read consume one source of information on any topic you have got to just sponge it all up and somewhere somewhere on your way down to your gut to try to figure out what you think on your way there, take a quick stop in at the heart, see what the heart has to say about it. And in between that space, between the gut and the heart, you're going to find your truth, your truth. And it's not going to come from one source. If it is, you're cheating yourself. And let me just give you just a real good example before we get really going here. In the Sunday Times Free Press, uh, in the perspective section, they had a great front page article. They normally have kind of a dueling, you know, um, frontline conservative, liberal, whatever. They have two sides of an issue. And it's, you know, Jane, you ignorant slut, you know, sort of thing. And, and that, you know, I guess that's actually, that's that's such a, a timed reference. A lot of people don't even know why I said that. But you you'll, ignorant you'll, slut. You'll just, you just have to figure it out. But Dan they, Aykroyd. They, they, only had, they only had one uh, person, Art Markman, but he made such a great argument. And he did what I think is the mark of brilliance on the, the part of forensic speakers or debaters or and that is, he, he argued both sides. The, the, mm. the, the basis of it was this, something as important as vaccinating yourself, your kids, your family, it's okay to change your mind. I don't care which way you're changing it. Absorb the information, be informed, get everything you can and make up your own mind and you can change it. It's not a sign of weakness. I know you guys were, you know, people always talk about shut up and play, shut up and sing, shut up to celebrities. And we, we all get tired of certain celebrities for certain other reasons. You know, we all have our own. But I know y'all were greatly affected by the death of Norm MacDonald. He yeah. didn't mean as much to me. 
he he always kind of seemed a little bit dim compared to some of the other comics that was his shtick and it was his shtick and yeah. i didn't realize that until i actually was was reading it was actually a, a, a column on religion and it was about the rather strange religious perspective of norm mcdonald mm-hmm. and uh, the guy i had no idea he graduated high school at 14 yep he read russian yep uh, he basically had philosophical discussions with clergy all the time. He was a math genius. He too. had a, a, he had a, a, a show at one point, and he had Jane Fonda on, and he asked Jane Fonda if she was a Christian. She said yes, and he said, "Where well, are you a hypostatic Jesus believer?" And she looked at him like she had no idea what he was talking about, and most people don't. What was he talking about? Hypostatic means that you believe that in one single human being, you can have a human being and divinity, and okay. it, and in that individual. That's a tough one for for the Unitarians like me, <laughs> but I mean uh, that's 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 I I do believe in that, but it t- caught her off guard. The guy was brilliant. Sometimes celebrities make good sources, but just make sure you have more than one. So listen to me, don't listen to me. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, Russell, what's happening? Well, Jeff, the mayor's office just to reiterate in case you missed it, uh, they are going to be resuming their recycling pickup on November the first. It's good news for everyone who's been stocking up. Uh, this comes after the extended suspension of the service because of the lack of available drivers. Of course, in Mayor Kelly's new budget, which was unanimously approved by the city council, there's a 40% pay increase for those collection drivers. Uh, also, potential for flood conditions this week. you got to be real careful out there. Uh, two inches of rain predicted from today through Thursday. Uh, so use caution on our roadways. We could get less. We could get more. I know weather predictions and news is always you know what, but take it for what it is. Two inches of rain is no joke, and especially if you're near a creek or stream, that could be an issue. On the state side, in Nashville, a woman was killed. Uh, she lost control of her electric scooter and slammed into a tractor trailer. It was one of those, you know, rent-a-scooters, uh, the Lime brand. Uh, the victim identified as a 54-year-old from Texas, Melinda Lovelady. It happened on 3rd Avenue in Nashville. She was pronounced dead at the scene. That's what's happening. Dave well, Hooker off the hook scores. Let's get right to the scores from last night. 19 to 17, the Patriots are able to best the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, of course, their former quarterback, Tom Brady. Quite a ceremony and emotional week, but that's how it ends up. The Bucs for the win, 19 to 17. College football playoff is going to be wacky this year. Cincinnati with an opportunity to get in there. How about Iowa undefeated with a 51 to 14 win? over Maryland. BYU with a chance as well, 34-20 to over Utah State. A skip to the SEC, Alabama all over Ole Miss, 42-21. to So much of the Lane Kiffin reunion. Georgia beats Arkansas, 37-0. to And, again, Cincinnati Bearcats just clawing along, beating Notre Dame, 24-13. to Ohio State beat Rutgers 52-13. You'd have to think they would play into the playoff. As for Clemson, now two losses outside the top 25 in a number of years. That's off the hook sports. I'm Katie Hooker. And a big special thanks to Dave going out off the hook sports. It's a it's an honor to have somebody with his credibility and his uh, weight in this market with us doing sports and I love a sportscaster who's not afraid to make a prediction in the middle of a sportscast. <laughs> Actually get out there and you know, go Jimmy the Greek on us. Good thinking, Abe Lincoln. I, I agree with I got to say. Cincinnati looks like they have a, a yeah. good look at it. Yeah, he, you know, you could hear him pause and actually think, am I going to say this? And he went ahead and said it. So there I was saying, there you go. Get brave. Lodgecast Iron Studio. 
the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. And you can find us on all the apps that are out there that help you find podcasts. And if you look, we've actually also shared a little app that uh, serves as an alarm clock, and it takes you straight to this podcast in the morning. So you can wake up to that nice driving beat um, that starts off this show. And this is the Upfront Wrap-Up brought to you by The Sports Barn, three locations helping you become the best you, be the best you, develop healthy habits that will extend you past your extended warranty date. Since Jimmy Carter was president, the sports barn. I can't only, I'll only be able to do that once or twice in 1979. Not everybody wants to hear about that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, and uh, so just uh, hitting real fast some of the headlines this morning. Uh, the Supreme Court, we talked about this actually uh, yesterday, the fact that uh, the Tennessee water wars are the first thing on their plate that they're yeah. going to be dealing with. And it's on the other side of the state. It's actually over in Memphis and uh, Mississippi is suing. Yeah, not uh, the usual water war yeah, we're used to. Exactly. Over, the, over there, the, the Memphis and the, the, the utility company, they're draining water out of Mississippi. So it's going to be interesting. But they also have, of course, guns and religion uh, on their plate. And that's always fun for everybody. <laughs> Two of my favorite things. This may very well be... We may be hearing the bell toll for Roe v. Wade, and I that is even, that's not not an exaggeration. I, well, I mean, we can go. They're there. gonna they're gonna go there. That's that's the point. They're they're gonna go there. Yeah, and if you take a look at the justices, I mean, we've got Amy Coney Barrett. She's younger than me. You. She's younger than 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 you. Yeah, she's about and she's a Supreme right? Court justice. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm saying I, I just. I'm sorry, Brian. I think she's mid forties, right? She's yeah. 40, 49. She's forty nine yeah. years old, cool. and I just not, and that's what I'm saying. I, I want the people in charge of my government to be smarter than me and wiser than me. And when they're that much younger than me, I kind of I kind of get you know edgy. But I mean, we got Stephen Breyer. He's eighty three, guys. Yeah, I think he's, this is the last he's term. Been on or the whatever. court for twenty seven years. Yeah, it might be time a, to step down and uh, replace him before. Yeah, I was going to say another. Yeah turn of the a you know where i'm going fairly reliable <laughs> liberal vote they're i don't know what you're saying Brian. uh they're also going to be Just dealing think with about it right <laughs> state secrets state secrets they're going to try to define exactly what is and what is not a state secret and this is dealing with a case out of guantanamo bay mm, uh tax schools for uh tax money for religious schools our tax money going to religious schools that could be an entire show one day um i my my gut if i go to that place between my heart and my gut there's no way that the United States government needs to be paying for anybody's religious upbringing. No, I just, I'm with you. Actually. I'm, I'm just I, a, that's just very scary territory. Yeah, as a very religious person, I think that uh, the government should show no preference to any religion, and so that would include funding for different schools, be it you know Jewish, Islamic, Christian. What yeah, have you. Ted Cruz got his case, which he actually won at a federal level, and the Supreme Court's going to hear it about. Um, collecting money when you're running for office. Uh, he took a, a, a donation of over two hundred fifty thousand dollars and successfully argued that it was freedom of speech and now the supreme court's going to hear that and ted cruz is going to be appearing before the supreme court and i bet some of them will really enjoy that <laughs> that'll uh, be interesting while we have you here ted i might actually watch c-span how's cancun uh, <laughs> uh, something along those lines let's see what else we got going on um well they still have those mai tais down there ted oh my god the the pandemic it's it's like we can depending on how you want to look at it the rate of infection and the rate of deaths, it's slowing down significantly, but that happens when you reach the end of a population, a <laughs> uh, population of, of unvaccinated people. We have lost now more people in this country to COVID than we did the Spanish flu 
epidemic. Isn't it over 700,000 now? 700,000 plus, yeah. and 100,000 of those have been since the vaccine was available to 12 and above citizens. 70,000 of that 100,000 were unvaccinated. So the math seems to be pretty obvious to me. And of course, we still have arguments going on in this state as to whether or not we want to wear masks. As a matter of fact, that's another one uh, I'll throw out there just real fast. When you start mixing politics with science and then throw money in there, it's going to get wacky. There's a whole lot of people who wanted to have a special session to talk about anti-vaxxing you know, sentiment and mask mandates, and nobody was willing to do that until the Ford company announced this new plant coming to this small town in Tennessee mm-hmm. with all of its employees of all, all of its investment, and it's obviously going to have more than 100 employees, which means they <laughs> are going to be mandated to get vaccines. So now that there's money on the table, suddenly they're ready to call a special s- session. Even people who didn't really have a strong opinion on the vax, anti-vax, they have said, well, whatever it takes to get Ford in, let's do what we got to do. So money driving the train once again there, and you know, as, it, as it tends to do. Yeah, money is the ultimate test of principle. Um, Donald Trump has asked a U.S. judge to force Twitter to restore his account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that a little bit weird? <laughs> he's, in the, he's in a real asking mood. He's very needy right now. He's asking for his Twitter account to be restored, and he's asking, check this one out. You talk about, you talk about a guy who has no problem. No ego check. No, he is, <laughs> you can call it confidence, you can call it hubris. He's telling the Pulitzer people <laughs> yeah, you sent me this to, article. <laughs> to take their prizes away from the Washington Post and the New York Times for reporting that went on in 2018 about the 2016 election. Right. The election where supposedly Russia helped tamper with the elections and helped Trump win. And they won Pulitzers for this, the individual <laughs> reporters and the papers. And Trump is demanding that they return the Pulitzers uh, and they he, take them back. He, that doesn't happen. He might be right. Maybe they don't deserve it. I thought might you, maybe we're going to go down the road of where he was saying if there was a uh, primary now, he would beat Ron, uh, what, what's his name in, in, in Florida? DeSantis. 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 He would beat DeSantis down like he would anybody else. And DeSantis is his boy. That's yeah. his guy. DeSantis is I the know. man. And I he's know. saying, I will pummel this guy if there's a primary. I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not, I'm not barely even paraphrasing. You do have to understand. I mean, he, wow. that's, that's his modus. Television show America. Watch it tonight. His modus operandi <laughs> is, is turning on, on people who support him. He also sued his niece and lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, the truth is your best defense. Right. Uh, uh, you, you guys have a couple of upfront wrap-up stories. That's where we're basically what we're doing now. We're, we're throwing all the headlines at you so you can start digesting them as we continue down the road. Well, I've looked up uh, whether or not a Pulitzer has ever been rescinded before. I don't think. Uh, you're right. The answer is no, although there is a good case for revoking um, Stalin's Pulitzer. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why Stalin... Joseph Stalin has a Pulitzer. That's a surprise to me. I I didn't know that. One of his billion rambling essays we were all made to read in college, apparently. Well, uh, good for him. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, I've got got one more more serious one here, and I'm going to throw just a couple of funny things at you. I've got a serious one, too. You do your serious one first. Well, the oil spill in California. Well, obviously, uh, uh, yesterday... Good grief, those poor animals. Yesterday, people in California were waking up 
not to wildfires, which they've become accustomed to, not earthquakes, which they've always lived with, mm-hmm. uh, but actually a massive oil spill. And Monday morning, I mean, you know, we have 7% of the state's teachers that are still unvaccinated. And if they tried to show up to work, they were sent home. So there's, there's no telling. I mean, this morning in the Golden State, who's got a job and who doesn't and who's, you know, ticked off and who's getting ready to protest at the next school board meeting over their favorite teacher, you know, being kicked out. I don't know. And, and the oil, you know, oil cleanups take forever. And it's just, yeah. it, it, there, there's nothing good about an oil spill. All images will be horrible. Just, you know, you're going to be seeing them. No, there's no pretty images. Uh, mine is actually one that you sent me, although I don't think it's the same article. It's about Brian Laundry. Yes. How he may have been spotted on the Appalachian Trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Well, well, we just declared him gator food. Oh, I think yeah. he's. No, I still think he's I gator think, food. I don't. I think he's alive, and I think he's got. Then he's helpers. a mastermind of all time. There's, I was say that's the thing. Brian Laundry's not Jason Bourne. You know I, what I mean, mean but like he might be some dude. There's a guy on the AT who swears he hung out with him, and he knew who he was the whole time, and he was afraid to say anything. Right? How many bald dudes with bad beards are out there, though? Do you know he's not bald anymore, and his beard is much longer? Let, let me tell you something. This is the honest to God truth. I was on. The, I was up at the Shining Rock Wilderness uh, up at, when when Cold Mountain, the book, first came out. Mm-hmm. I went and found Cold Mountain because I knew it really existed. The book was was extremely good, but it hadn't gone to like the Oprah's must-read list yet. The movie was still a long way off. <laughs> it's on so my I, chair right now. I went and found Cold Mountain. It's in the Shining Rock Wilderness up in, in North Carolina, and it took me a lot to find it and everything like that. And on the trail, I was walking, and I, I could see this guy standing, and there's a lot of rolling sort of wildflower-covered hills up there as you approach this huge, huge bluff made of white quartz. Mm-hmm. That's why they oh, call wow. it Shining Rock. It's incredible. I mean, it's, it looks un, you know unworldly, un, unearthly somehow. And there's this guy standing out there at the middle of these two trails that cross in this heather, this, this sort of high weed area, and he's got all new equipment, brand new backpack. He's got a brand new little expandable walking stick, and he's just standing there looking. And I'm going, well, this guy's clearly FBI. Remember the search for Eric Rudolph was going on. Oh, and that's they were giving Eric Rudolph Rudolph all the credit in the world for being some sort of Rambo who could survive on berries and bear poop. Yeah, you, you know, a, forever. You had and, a Bo Greit sighting. Yeah, I mean, and nobody has the kind of skills that it would take for him to have survived as long as he did, just out there on the trail. But GPS and cell phones didn't <laughs> exist back in his day. Yeah, <laughs> if you turn around three times, that, you're like, well, shoot, I guess I'm going to so die. So here's here's what's clearly an FBI agent standing there in the at the intersection of two trails in the middle of nowhere <laughs> i went up i just talked to him just in a friendly manner and he was being very aloof and i started to ask have you have you seen eric rudolph you know everybody up there in the laundromat at murphy people go have you seen eric rudolph <laughs> and of course everybody was seeing it because he was living in somebody's house and was hanging up drywall he was just chilling i bet out. that joke got so old so yeah. fast Jeez, well, <laughs> Brian Laundry is apparently now like Bigfoot because the sightings of him, like people will show like blurry videos of people walking in the woods like, I saw Brian Laundry. It's like the man is not James Bond. He's not Jason Bourne. He's not Rambo. He's some 20-year-old dude who lived in a he's van. He's like 23 years old. This guy is not a mastermind maniacal genius. No. no or maybe he is, but I don't. I would guess the, the latter. The, the, the other serious one I'm going to slide in here real fast just is the um, uh, Ahmad Arbery, and this is important to me. Mm-hmm. The records of his mental health issues cannot be used at this trial 
of his killers, his murderers, I'll say it out loud. I mean, they just murdered this man. They went on a hunting trip and they bagged one. Yep. That's exactly what happened. I agree. And let me tell you something. The, the evidence of his mental health uh, issues is one visit to one doctor one time, and it's already been said that the nurse that made the diagnosis that he was um, unpredictable was highly questionable. Hmm. And essentially, that they don't believe he probably suffered from anything other than just being a young man growing up in the South, a black guy, and you know, occasionally ran into trouble, occasionally got stressed out. There is no evidence that he had any real mental health issues, and so it shouldn't be allowed because that just immediately colors everybody's opinion. Well, this, when they the, say, well, he has a record of mental health issues, they all go crazy. He's crazy. Sure. But does being like unpredictable mean like it's okay to shoot you walking no. down the street? And what does that, anything that happened in the past have to do with him jogging in the morning and exactly. walking onto a construction site? He so could I, be a, a paranoid schizophrenic with ADD and every three-letter acronym out there. It doesn't matter. The two, the two that are not so serious, and we'll we'll move on to the next segment. Thank you so much for listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Whether you're listening on. Uh, your computer or your phone or a Bluetooth speaker. Your teletype. Don't forget that we have a Kickstarter campaign. You know, we're just now launching this idea. It's a good idea. As a matter of fact, I got a couple of letters from some movers and shakers here. I'll keep them anonymous who think we're really filling the gap and doing the right thing here. It makes me feel nice. good. Um, but, uh, you know, go to the Kickstarter, you know, page, button, whatever you, you know, it mm -hmm. is, you know, I, I'm a technophobe, I don't understand all this stuff, but just give us some money and help us out is what I I'm trying to say. I posted all that stuff to our <laughs> Facebook page. Um, give us some money. Here's the, here's, here's the two. It has to do with big parties. Now it is South Beach's turn. Uh, when in the fifties and early sixties, it was Fort Lauderdale. They did the movie where the boys are about, you know, the spring pilgrimage to Fort Lauderdale. And then Fort Lauderdale said, we don't want these folks anymore. They're too much trouble. And so they went to Daytona when I was in high school. And, I mean, that's where everybody went. The, the people who went to Panama City were losers, losers. You don't go to spring break in Panama. That's the Redneck Riviera. you got to go to Daytona where it's at. Daytona said, we're tired of this. Man, they're killing us every spring. We're, you know, our police are exhausted. So then it went to Panama City. Panama City has done what they could do, you know, to, to basically try to keep things under control. Well, you know, a water balloon, you keep squeezing, it's going to just, you know, you squeeze it here and it expands there. The crowd's going to Florida for spring break. Yeah. Uh, high schoolers and college students and now the 10 block area known as south beach they are trying their best to figure out a way to keep it under control because that is a ritzy neighborhood you don't find anything cheap there as a matter of fact the people that started this movement of trying to turn kids away he is the owner of the avalon hotel his name is tom glassy i stayed there one night it cost oh. me 300 dollars. i had and it was the worst room i've ever stayed in <laughs> I think it was. I think they even told me it was haunted. It was under a stairwell. It was all they had, but I had no place to go in Florida. And I was with my son on a scuba trip, so I had to stay there. But there's that one. And then Glastonbury, you're going to love this. The damn backwards festival head girl people. In the you're not one. Brian is. Jen is. I certainly. Oh, I am. would die to go to Glastonbury. Glast yeah. How did you know I was going to go to Glastonbury? I didn't know, but I. I, 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 I was going to say Glastonbury is the world's biggest. It is this huge thing that happens every year that makes Bonnaroo. Coachella, Burning Man, all the rest of them just look like pikers. And the latest science to come out to argue against the size of the crowds that are gathering at Glastonbury comes from a bunch of aquatic biochemists 
who said that the level of MDMA ecstasy <laughs> and, and and everybody they get every, all media get this confused ecstasy and Molly are the same thing Molly is oh, just yeah. better ecstasy if it's that? good ecstasy it's Molly <laughs> but they identified as Molly here it says environmentally damaging levels of MDMA uh, known by the street name Molly were discovered in a river that runs through the grounds of the popular Glastonbury Music Festival uh, so the urine from zonked out concert goers is so loaded with it that it's harming aquatic life in the area. Yeah. And it's the <laughs> funny. River White no, Lake. Not. But I mean literally we've talked with Daphne Kirksey at Tennessee American. They can they can actually tell I mean when women are spiking their use of the pill. Mm-hmm. By measuring you know, junk, junk science, chemicals yeah, junk in the water, <laughs> and so they were measuring the uh, River White Lake uh, for ecstasy, and apparently all the fish are happy and huggy, <laughs> and, and they very, all think they're puppies. Very feely, yes. <laughs> and that's uh, that's the upfront wrap up today. And this is how it everybody's it packs a wall up. got one. It packs a wall up. Everybody's got one. And it usually stinks. And that could be one of two things. And we're talking about opinions right now. All right. Name changes. Let me grab my paper here. Hang on. I'm grabbing the paper here. Right. While you still can. Yeah. Yes. What it has to do is the changing of base names. And you knew this was coming, right? Mm-hmm. Trump fought against it. The military wanted to do it, uh, starting with Fort Bragg. Does anybody remember why we even know Braxton Bragg's name? Uh, he was a general. Yeah. Well, a I see the generals. name on the Missionary Ridge when I yeah. drive around sometimes. He had one victory here do do? in Chickamauga. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty significant. Braxton Bragg beat... William Rosecrans, possibly the worst general, maybe the worst officer known in the Union. Rosecrans? Yeah. 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 And so that's all Braxton Bragg did. But around here, his name lived on for quite some time, and he was held in high esteem. And so Fort Bragg, most of the people that have gone to Fort Bragg and gone through and served out their military career don't have a clue where the name comes from. But there are a whole bunch of Army bases that are about to change names. And I guess this is where I'm going with this. Forget the, the military bases for a second. That just gave me a reason to think about this. But the trying to correct things by going in the opposite direction, um, it, you know, what are they going to call it? Fort Bragg? If it's not Bragg, it'll be named after somebody, probably somebody in the civil rights movement or somebody that is important to um, you know, b- black issues in the South back in the day. I I don't know. Sure. But, I mean, if there is no intent and somebody is offended, how offended can they really claim to be if there was no intent on the person's part that did the offending, all right? Yeah. Here, a perfect example of something that needed to be changed, Crayola crayons. How many of us, all of us, we're all of a certain skin tone used to color pictures in school using the flesh tone crayon mm-hmm. which looked like something between peach and that color on your can it didn't look anything like my flesh i use salmon if i remember right actually oh yeah, they, might, they, they got more yeah. fancy i guess i mean it <laughs> was literally 90s, it was either yeah. peach used, or flesh tone. i used a light pink so i mean but that's not our color so i mean i could see where that one would be offensive right off the bat. You got a young black kid in school and there's a flesh tone. This doesn't look like my flesh. 
I heard somebody the other day, he said, well, there's nobody who's white. White is the complete absence of color. There's no white person. <laughs> if you're there's, white, there's a problem with Black you. is all colors put together to where you can't see it. I mean, there's no color that can be divined from the blackness. There's nobody who is black. There are black people who are darker than others. I just heard somebody say the other day, they weren't black, they were weathered charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> weathered charcoal. But, I mean, if we're going to start renaming everything because of its, uh, you know, somehow its attachment to slavery or the civil rights struggle or, you know, segregation or just, you know, racism. I mean, everything named Jefferson, the mm. Jefferson's Deli, the Jefferson's Restaurant, the, the sitcom. We'll have to go back and call it the Hemings, <laughs> named after Sally Hemings, you know, the, the, the slave that Thomas Jefferson had the long affair with and had kids with. The Hemings, you know, welcome, and, and the whole the whole sitcom is going to have to be re-edited. And every time they say, "Well, if it's not George Jefferson, it's going to be if it's not George Hemings," you know, <laughs> to keep people from being offended. That's just crazy. It'd be that TikTok uh, text-to-speech voice. Everybody's got one. Is brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products, your home for industrial safety footwear and all of your PPE needs. Located on Highway 58, next to the Hungry House, safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. Thank you very much. So anyway, if your comments, if you disagree with me, if you think that, yes, everything that has any attachment to past wrongs uh, cannot be made right unless you, you know, need to change names and just, I, I don't know where you start, where you stop. I don't know who is the arbiter for these things. But if you disagree with me or any of the people here, get in touch with Jen and your comments will be given equal time. She'll tolerate you better than I will. Don't come up Maybe. to me on the street and start yapping. This is just, it Maybe. needs to happen during job Send hours. an email, chattanoogadriveinshow at gmail.com. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. I was stopped in a restaurant a couple yeah. days ago and someone said, aren't you the guy who was on with Jeff Styles?" And I said, no. <laughs> that depends on who's asking and what tone of voice they're using. That good into the duh moment of the, yeah. Of the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, state, I should say, the Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind, featuring the voice of our city's morning commute for three decades. That's me, Jeff Styles. And one hour, you'll be informed, warned, entertained, and brain-sprained. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radiocast, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Anchor, all that stuff. Monday YouTube. through Friday. Oh, really? Is YouTube? Yeah, we're we're, we're fighting. We're sparring with YouTube. I'm I was unaware. YouTube. I was unaware. Or do we have a do we it's have being a, very combative. a coup? Do we have it's a coup It's in timeout. <laughs> well, yeah. Did you get a strike already? <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. It's Monday through Friday. No, I didn't get a strike. It will be posted every morning at 5 a.m., just like it was this morning, and you can catch up on everything that's going on, and hopefully we will give you the information you need and want, and we'll do it in an entertaining way. And this one's going to be short and sweet. The duh moment of the day brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions, rc2realtysolutions.com. Nothing else you need to know, really, if you're the owner of a distressed property or a stressful property. Buy, sell, renovate, invest. Robin Ring. Robin with an I, a Y. Robin with a Y, like Styles Ring, uh, at RC2 Realty Solutions. Appreciate her so much. And uh, broadcasting here at the Lodge Cast Iron Studios. Don't forget we have that Patreon button, too. If you just yes, want to donate do. some money, we also have a Venmo yeah, account to which the is uh, posted to, to the project, the 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 venture that we're on here. Please do. And pretty soon we'll have a website that's coming. And yeah, I mean, folks, I I, I didn't say this yesterday, but it is the phrase that pays around here for the last you know month and a half. We are building this plane in the air. 
Yep. We're already at 25,000 feet it's and climbing. It's a very climbing. dangerous situation. Yes, right, and climbing, and we don't even have our landing mechanisms begun yet. Look, We're still I, working on our I'm ailerons. Gonna, I'm going to have a PhD in technology by the time it's all over. If you, ha- if you guys only knew the scheduling that went into this with Brian and me, well, Jen and Jeff don't have jobs, but with Brian and me. <laughs> I have, do I, do you have, I do there, have jobs. This is the job. This, this is, is the a, job. This is a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, no, that's it's. Uh, but that, Russell's not wrong. No, not that, that's wrong. true. No, I mean that. That's I mean. Let's face it. Everybody in the media generally has two or three jobs. Yes. True. I have all my life, so it's n- nothing to to you know be ashamed of. I have two other jobs. My girlfriend one time she was like, "Why don't you get a real job?" And I said, "No one in media has a real job. None of us have real jobs." <laughs> what are you talking about? If you wanted someone with a real job, you shouldn't have dated someone in media. Uh, the duh moment. This is going to be just real easy. I, I I don't have a lot of details, but it's just I I have heard of Ozzy Fest. Have y'all heard of Ozzy yes, Fest? Yes, I have. Is it dedicated right. to my dog, Ozzy? No, and it's not what I thought it was. It's not, it's not a Osborne? black... It's, no, it's not Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, is it Australia? It's not... And I, I remember hearing that Hillary Clinton was a guest at Ozzy Fest. I was going, I never had her pegged as a Black Sabbath fan. I really didn't. And I didn't know what it was, but it's O-Z-Y, and it is a media company that is, huh. a, it's a social media company, not a platform, but an entire company. Okay. I think it, it's it's similar to the workshop here. They they mm-hmm. they just kind of want to be all things technological, um, and and innovative, and aimed at a younger audience. The CEO is an so. Af- is an is an older African American man who has a real cool, smooth speaking style. But it so wasn't. Why they invite Hillary Clinton if they're going for a I, younger audience? Yeah, I guess she's got her fan base uh, out there as well, driving Subarus, you know, around and with her dogs <laughs> in the back, and the dogs all have bandanas. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but but here's what happened: they had a conference call. Ozzy, the company, did, and it wasn't this gentleman. I'm sorry, I don't have his name right in front of me, but it's not important. He is still standing up for his company and the integrity of his work and everything, but the comp- the company is is tanking. Oh, no. It is tanking. It is in serious trouble because during this conference call with YouTube, uh-huh. they were on a conference call mm-hmm. with YouTube. YouTube mm-hmm. is on the line, sir. and they were they they had a couple of other you know big time businesses involved in this thing. And this guy that was supposedly representing YouTube and speaking for them, everybody started noticing that there were little glitches and glips and blips in his voice. And somebody goes, man, that's a digitally altered voice. That's, that's, there's something wrong with this. And while the, the conference call was still going on, and this guy was bragging about all the numbers that Ozzy you know, had with YouTube and what a great relationship it was with YouTube and Ozzy, they fit like hand and glove together. And somebody finally just goes, this this isn't this guy. I don't believe he really works there. Uh-oh. And it turns out he worked fake? for Ozzy, yeah. and he was he had a deep Indian, as in subcontinent India accent. Oh no! And he was faking being somebody, and they put him on one of these you know voice tone changers, yeah, yeah, yeah. like whatever they like whatever the, all the pop stars use to make him sound like they can actually sing. Yeah, Auto tune. Auto tune. And altered his voice, and people picked up on it. And now Ozzy's going. We, like we don't even know he. We paid him to do his job. We didn't even know he was doing a conference call. <laughs> and we've already fired him. But now it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a, it's a fifty-four million dollar mistake so far. Hello, I am YouTube. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> Russell. That's pretty rough. Now <laughs> I have a dumb moment too. Sure. 
Uh, did you hear the story about the man who uh, was selling a catalytic converter through Facebook Marketplace? Jeez. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, there's still catalytic converters out there. <laughs> yes, he Yours was selling. Been stolen yet? He was selling. <laughs> looked brand new in in a brand new box anyway. Um, but in the photo, there Where'd was a giant from? bag of meth sitting <laughs> on the coffee table, and I don't like 48 you, grams of meth. That's it was a, a giant bag that is a lot of mess. Anyway, a regular meth user i can you know, tell you <laughs> this guy's that's an idiot your daily consumption and don't do drugs kids drugs destroy families and neighborhoods breaking bad has made <laughs> people get more inventive in how to uh d- distribute method uh, amphetamine they, if you're on uh, if you're on reddit there's a subreddit called cr- uh, crackhead craigslist it is the best <laughs> thing ever because it's exactly that kind of thing i'll have to take a look at that i'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and um, i know that uh, the dumb moment we've already given you a couple of moments to to ponder but let me give you just one more remember yesterday's um you know i did the editorial about the extinction of the ivory billed woodpecker yeah mm-hmm. and how sad it was and uh, today i have a, a column written uh by a very conservative columnist in the arkansas democrat gazette and arkansas was one of those places that they thought might be one of those last little hiding places the ivory billed woodpecker but this is a very conservative columnist and keep in mind conservative conserve conservation conservationist conservatives should be conservationist they share the root word and it's it's a basic principle, but they tend, when it comes to the environment, to rush to the other side. This person makes, first of all, the great, he, he explains why it was actually called the Lord Godbird. You'd never heard that before. Uh, remember, they did the uh, miniseries about John Brown, my ancestor, um, the, 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 the abolitionist who they hung as a traitor. John Brown, you know, uh, the, the, the series on him was called the Lord Godbird. Oh. And hmm. and it and basically because that bird was so respected, there were still so many of them left in the population in the rural South where he grew up. But the reason that uh, the the bird got the name is because people's exclamation was generally the same the first time they saw one. Oh, Lord God, <laughs> literally, that's how it got his name. Wow. So people, okay. you know, would be sitting out there with with oh, you know, binoculars have been around for a long time, spotting scopes have been around for a long time, yeah. and people would see this huge bird with this just big red you know bill or not bill but uh, you know crest it's on its head yes. huge tall thing and when it spreads its wings it's got a big white t underneath its wings it's just hmm. very distinctive and they would go lord god what a bird and i mean that's how it got its name but it, it goes on and it says climate change you can talk about it all day long but it didn't wipe out the ivory-billed woodpecker logging did Mm. And mankind pushing the wild out of his way. Word has it that in the 1920s, when the bird was already on its way out, somebody found a nesting pair in Florida, so a local taxidermist shot them for specimens. Oh, my gosh. Typical. There were other species declared extinct this week that we don't care as much about. Hawaii had several, as a matter of fact, but it goes on and it says this. Word around the campfire is that conservationists have pivoted from trying to save individual species to saving habitats. And that is a huge, huge difference, and I support it 100%, and you guys should too. Trickle-down economics, as we all know, stinks. It stinks. But trickle-down support and cooperation between people smells like warm pizza, fresh roses, and I assume Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. I mean, that that kind of trickle-down works, (laughs) and that's what we need. All right? Thank you very much. What are you doing? What are you doing? How are you doing? Hey. 
I'm doing all right. I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. What are you doing? Community calendar. Community calendar time. This is de- designed to get you up off the couch. Don't embrace couchism. Embrace doism. Get out and do something today. Basically, community calendar. Taking a look. There's tons and tons of Halloween stuff coming your way. And I, I, I could I say Halloween, Halloween. Uh, oh, yes. Worst yes. time of the year. Why? Oh, because of your other job that you've already Well, mentioned. so many different reasons why. I'm a hater. I'm sorry. I'll just I'll so step I, away now. As a kid. I'm the minority. As a this. young adult. No, I love partied, the movies, but I, I hate the people. Oh, no. I, I love Halloween. I love <laughs> I hate the movies it. and the people. Oh, man. I think, I think that adults stole that the, the holiday a long time ago. There's yeah. little doubt about that. And I think the fact that kids can't yeah, go trick-or-treating. For 10-year-olds. Sad. Uh, but you got, you got to see Dread Hollow at Brown's Ferry. I'm just going to give you some of the spooky places. People always ask, where are the fireworks? Where are the haunted houses? Where are the fireworks? Where are the haunted houses? Where are right. the haunted fireworks? Yeah, haunted fireworks. The haunted barn in McDonald Road uh, up in McDonald. That would make sense. The haunted hilltop out in my old neck of the woods mm-hmm. up on Highway 58. They do a good job. They really do. That's just a bunch yeah. of community members that do that, and yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Well, you know, Ringgold Gap, I don't know if you have this on your on your calendar, mm-hmm. but Ringgold Gap, the old Ringgold train station, they do one too. It's pretty good. No, I mean, I, this, I love a good haunted house. Yeah. And I, well, I'll... I'll tell your story at the end of this stuff i'll just a quick one just to give you a little more insight into me none of you will be surprised uh pumpkin carving going on all the time out of crabtree farms if you've never been out there that's some of the stuff i've got what do you guys have what are you doing tomorrow night wednesday october 6th patty griffin and gregory allen isakoff i don't know who he is yes but they're playing at the tivoli 35 dollars. i had that good for i you. love patty griffin yes i'm a huge fan huge fan uh i don't care who the other person is Go see Patty. Exactly. And if he's playing with her, he's probably going to be pretty darn good. Yep. Once again, I threw $100 away, and I didn't go to the drive-by truckers last night at the Ryman. So that's what I'm not Again? Oh, man. Well, no, no, same same situation. I'm just butthurt about it. On on music, I mean, let me give Barking Legs a shout. It's been a while since I have given them a shout-out, and it's nobody's fault but my own. Barking Legs Theater has Svetlana from New York, a jazz chanteuse who's going to be performing and uh, I do believe that might very well be, that's the 8th, on October 8th. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, a good standard traditional jazz, you know, songbird. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to see. The caverns are still kicking much booty. Uh, they're outside and inside, you know, uh, spaces now. The floozies. Hmm. The floozies, I know what you're probably picturing, but that's not going to be it. They're an EDM band, and they've become oh. extremely popular, so they're going to be jamming up there. Huh. And the Memorial Auditorium, the Chattanooga Symphony and Opera folks are doing a big Pops concert. Lights, camera, pops, and that'll be, of course, my buddy Bob Bernhardt, mm-hmm. and they'll have music from Star Trek, Mission Impossible, and other stuff like that. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add? No, I nope. think you covered it. I'll get a plug in for the Chattanooga Football Club, Finley Stadium, October 7th. They're playing Cal United Strikers. Cal United Strikers. And if you hear any Ted Lassoisms during the show, that is completely on purpose. <laughs> We're going to like soccer more. We're going to like soccer more because it's of football. Ted Lasso. Before it's all said and done, you wait and see. Football. All right, now whenever you hear this, well, first of all, you immediately picture yourself walking down the street with a swagger, <laughs> with huge flared slacks on. Not pants, not jeans, no, no, slacks. And you've got wide lapels on a on a, like a, a a zoot suit sort of coat, and a very colorful tie, and a New York brim and a gold tooth display, and you are striding, 
figures striding purposely down the New York City streets, the mean streets of Chattanooga, Tennessee. You're looking to your left. You're looking to your right. Looking for trouble. You're being shot at by Charles Looking Bronson. for the man. <laughs> looking for the man. Damn the man. Uh, actually, well, I'm wearing a, a <laughs> I'm wearing a bell-bottom diamond colorful jumpsuit. I've noticed that. As with fact, yes. uh, giant platform. Plunging boots. neckline. Yes. Yes, and big, and, big yes. hoop earrings. Emma, and, and I've teased my hair up into Just watch Jufro. on YouTube. You can see. I, I can <laughs> say Jufro because I am. <laughs> I'm wearing those uh, purple uh, bell-bottomed overalls that I think the Rolling Stones wore one time. And a, a vertically striped uh, shirt. I'm not wearing pants, she's, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> she's got... She's got a. She's literally got a silver chain around her neck that's got a little spoon dangling down on it. I mean, oh. she is totally wow. seventy seventy out here. I don't do uh, that anymore. The pimp's corner. My, uh, my pimp Jen. <laughs> Jen Lambert was named pimp Jen by me yours truly a long time ago when she basically became the person that sold me on the streets. So the, the pimp's corner here brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you're pre-approved. It'll save you time and money. You also want a realtor you can trust. Navigating the market can be tough without them. Bruce Dodd, Trevor Glass on your side. They'd be your guide. 591-9801, 591-9801, or chatmortgage.com. That's two Ts. <gasps> Fantastic. And you got the boos and hoorays and yays. Hoorays, yays, boos for you. Here's yeah. a yay. Playboy's cover, the October 2021 cover is featuring a man for the first time ever on their digital copy. What? His name is Bretman Rock, or as he says, it's Bretman, bitch. <laughs> and uh, he's, like a 23 year old, he's a 23-year-old social media influencer, oh. originally from the Philippines. He is beautiful. And yes, I am getting my pronouns correct here. He is a he. Okay. And uh, he's a beautiful Playboy bunny. I, no, I, no, no, I'm, I'm missing something here. Why is he on the cover? Because we're progressing, Jeff. That's progression. Yes. So well, I mean, this is, nobody's this is, bought the magazine in a long I was time. Say it's Playboy. <laughs> well, but it's the digital version. So you coming know. to a gutter near you. Nobody's clicked on the link in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you all read it for the stories, though, right? Well, I never I, read it. Actually, yes. Actually, I mean, sometimes. There, there were great actually, stories. Sometimes. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Hunter S. Thompson began there. I mean, he I was mean, great. I mean, Hustler so, changed all that. There actually were some articles in Playboy that were worth reading. P.J. O'Rourke, I mean, was a wonderful writer. Some of those writer. comics were actually pretty. Yeah, the comics were fantastic. I yeah, I, I grew up in the era when there were these things called collected editions where you could just like read a Hunter S. Thompson book. And it was like these are the articles he wrote in Playboy, and you didn't have to actually buy well, Playboy. And you and can all, still do that. In all honesty, though, huh? right, let's let's face it, we were all looking for the headlights. <laughs> we were looking for those headlights. Yes, we were. Well, and of the, course. The occasional course. the occasional wisp of something else. Uh, back when Playboy was still important, but no, I, I, I'm so this guy is not just this isn't some shtick. They're taking literally nude photos of him he's for the wearing, readers of Playboy. He's wearing a Playboy bunny outfit. Okay, that. Makes perfect sense. His nipples are exposed. Anyway. What? The scandal. <laughs> I'll flash the camera right now. I ain't scared. Uh, on another yay note, Captain Kirk, William Shatner, will be rocketing into space, boldly going where no other sci-fi action hero has ever gone. He'll be traveling on Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin Space Travel Company, and um, he's going to be leaving from West Texas on October 12th. And by the way, William Shatner is 90 years old. You said you were too wow. old for that. No, you're not. On a side it's note, did you guys know that William Shatner um, needs to cancel his line of lingerie? 
I didn't know he had a line of lingerie. Well, apparently Shatner... going to be wearing it in Playboy soon? Apparently Shatner panties wasn't the best name choice. <laughs> Are you being serious? Are you being serious? <laughs> Do you think I'm being serious? Yeah. I, at this point, I don't know. Shatner's panties. <laughs> okay. I need to kill myself as soon as possible. Okay. Yeah, I can see you again. That's the, that, was, that one... How did that one ever make That's it out joke, of the joke, you guys? Out Good of the Lord. think tank. Okay, Don't you know ahead. me well enough by now? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just disappointed more than anything. All right, I'm, I'm going to end on on a boo, and this is a serious boo for me. Uh, the George Floyd Memorial statue that was just put up in Union Square, in New York, was vandalized not even 48 hours after it was re- unveiled to the public in a very, very emotional ceremony. And this was one of three, the other two being Breonna Taylor and uh, John Lewis, whose statues have been smeared with gray paint. Isn't this Gr- the second gr- time Grow up, people. I think it's the second time that's happened, too, if I remember right. Yeah, I think so, but not in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll end on a high note. Clint, <laughs> no pun intended. Wow, that was just natural. I'm a pro. I'm, I'm Clint, just sitting here. Just I'm anticipating <laughs> what you have to say next. Clint Eastwood just won a $6.1 million lawsuit against a CBD company mm. uh, for using his likeness without his permission. Which, which one? Was he the man with no name or was he Dirty Harry? I don't know. Or but, is he the, uh, the, the old man in the, in the latest you movie? You may not use Clint's likeness. If you sell CBD products, he does not believe. He 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 frankly and and pointedly says he is not a supporter of CBD and exactly. the media, uh, the uh, the entire He's, I mean industry. And then to win six point one million, what's he going to do with it? Buy dope. Man's going to know his limitations. <laughs> wow. And those are my booze for yous and yays hoorays. Thank you so much. Now, everybody, everybody's got a nickname of some kind. Actually, Brian doesn't. Work on that. Oh, they're nicknames, though. <laughs> Brian doesn't say I want to tell you what radio, worked with me for years and years. Brian Stone with a Y. He does Stone on Air podcast. All of our fellow podcasters out there, uh, Dawson Wheeler, Dave Fire, Clint Powell during the break, Barry Quarter, and Brad Steiner, the, the What podcast. All you folks, uh, we got to stick together. Barry also has a po- Barry also has a people podcast. Have you seen that? Huh? It's interesting. Huh? Go find that. Well, Russell the Love Muscle, as he is known, Stroud, so Russell the Love Muscle, flexing his muscle here, basically just taking a few moments to talk about something that you might not see anywhere else in any other media, but this is one of the things we're going to specialize in is just bringing you just deeper understandings on things that maybe you should know about. Or it's just interesting for whatever reason. At least it interests him. <laughs> maybe it, not it, anyone it, else. It this is the reason for our podcast revenue loss is this segment here. I went to flex for the camera and I forgot I have a shoulder injury. Yeah, I, was, I saw you do that. You were complaining about your shoulder yeah. and I just saw you just try to flex and the look of grimace of pain and you drop in your limp arm. You know, I went, yeah, that was smart. You go, ah! You'll get used to that all right so in all seriousness i wrote this out very thoughtfully in five minutes um <laughs> so we often it's not funny john we often dismiss the threat of neo-nazis these days right as sort of a relic of the past especially with how media has been with overusing neo-nazi and white supremacy to describe anyone who's a little bit right of center well, damn it russell you're a nazi <laughs> oh, damn i hate it when that happens yeah. Goose so here who, who dismisses it lager slurper huh? i don't huh I'm sorry, carry on. I'm trying to do this. 
So here, I'm trying to be serious here, and you're ruining it. Here is a stark reminder that organized, dangerous, even terroristic white supremacists are really still out there. Uh, this Duh. month, a 25-year-old Caleb Cole. I don't interrupt you when you do this your stupid stuff. This should have been stuff. in the dumb moment. This month, a 25-year-old Caleb Cole, leader of Adam Waffen, was convicted of five federal felonies. Prosecutors say that Adam Waffen conspired to threaten journalists, especially Jewish and other people of color, by mailing posters and pasting posters onto the houses of those victims. The posters said, you've been visited by your local Nazis. Adam Waffen has a very large network, though recent arrests have sort of culled their numbers rather significantly. Uh, they've been implicated in killings, terror plots, and other criminal activities over the course of their existence during the hotter years of the war in Ukraine. Two Adam Waffen members allegedly traveled to volunteer and gain combat experience in the far-right Azov Battalion. The two men were then deported. In this conspiracy case, most recently here in the States, three other co-conspirators have pleaded guilty and been sentenced. August 2021, Cameron Shea, 25, of the Seattle area, sentenced to three years in prison. Mm. You were very dismissive mm, of mm, Russell mm. during that. That's I'm very sorry. Rude. You were very dismissive as he talked about people dismissing neo-Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to edumacate people. Jeez. The milk of human kindness is not flowing this morning. It's a tough crowd. What? Tuesdays are Tuesdays, we all know Tuesdays are the worst days. It's the day where America gets the most work done and the day we hate the most because it's the day we get the most work done. It's very Except true. Except it's Wednesday. We're short timing. But whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, 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 we're short timing on Friday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. We, we're keeping up the calendar. And we're, Whatever day you people want are hung over on Mondays. Well, this is the <laughs> segment known as Mountains Looking at Each Other. Mountains Looking at Each Other. Chattanooga has many different uh, sources for its clearly Native American Aboriginal name, Chattanooga. Um, it, it, just mountains looking at each other just to me sounds better than rock rising to a point or river of death or whatever else was out there. I don't know. I'm sorry. Aboriginal? Yeah, that's actually the word. Yeah. It's not just Australian Aboriginals. Any indigenous, that's indigenous people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have yeah. never heard. That's a of synonym. Get out Native your thesaurus. Americans. Get out your thesaurus and look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Being called. Have you ever wondered what what another word for thesaurus Aboriginal. is? Is there another word for thesaurus? That's a good question. Somebody have, look it up in the thesaurus. Surely <laughs> see, there's not. <laughs> see if there is. Uh, mountains looking at each other. Just a story, a little storytelling time, and I'm going to be very brief on this one. It, it, it's, it's a personal one for me. And speaking of podcasts, there's a new podcast also out uh, about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons on success and failure. Bruce Dodd will walk you through learning to be intentional with your money, your time, your thoughts and relationships, theintentionallivingproject.com, theintentionallivingproject.com. And this story is just, it, it's, I'm just going to take a moment for the folks out there of a certain age who do remember the town and country restaurant. And I remember. The Mount Vernon restaurant. Of course, Nikki's. Uh, legendary, right up there, you know, on on the the, the 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 other ridge, heading toward Red Bank, and it's gone. Ricky's, the Ricky's that was out there on Fourth Street, um, where you went and sat down, very much like at Zarzars, which is still alive and kicking. Thank you. And you know, you go in and you just take whatever seat is available. You go mm -hmm. in there with a group of four. They're not going to look for like a group bees. of four. Yeah, you go in and, and just sit down and you meet people and they bring you food mm -hmm. and plays like this. But there's there's a there's a wonderful little restaurant and it just was brought to my mind last night by a friend who came up for the Moon River Festival, and I went down to meet him and his family, 
and I had it timed out, hopefully, where I was going to see them, you know, fairly early. And they had skipped out. They decided that they didn't like the, the festival food offerings there, and they left, and they went to the Longhorn. Now, y'all know where the Longhorn is over on North Market, right? Longhorn yeah, Steakhouse? Yeah, the breakfast place. Yeah, the breakfast, the breakfast place. Waffle House style yeah. uh, okay. breakfast And, and it has been there for forever and ever and ever. And, you know, if we want to debate about is Chattanooga a small city or a big town, I will always come down on the side of big town. Yeah. We're really a big town as opposed to a small city. And that's good. That's the way I want it. That's the you way I like it. You still get free parking if you try hard. Yeah, enough. I yeah. Mean, that's what I love. And, and it's getting worse and worse every year. And, I, and I, when, right. when they came and they, they met me at the at the festival in between bands and they told me that's where they went, and I said, that place has a real special place in my heart. It was my father's favorite place to go uh, when he came to visit me up here. But my story goes all the way back to 1984 when I first moved here. And I was living in the airport motel. I was working for a news talk station that was very short-lived, WZRA. Imagine the logo, News WZ Radio, R-A, WZRA. It was based in the Clarion, which then became the Sheraton, then became the Doubletree downtown. For a while, it was WMOC, so where Power 94 was for a while. It would, it, the world wasn't ready for news talk, but I, I moved here to take a job there. I was living in the airport motel. I was already hang gliding. Before I had a place to live, I got my my Hang 3 certification, and I was going up there and flying every day. I was so poor, though. I'd spent all my money on the glider and lessons and getting here, and I was very proud at the time that I was able to make this move from Macon, Warner Robins, that area down there, without asking my parents for any help. I was able to do it on my own, and I was determined to do that. Nice. So I'm sitting there in the hotel room, and I'm, I'm not lying. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not stretching even the least. There was a period of about three or four days before I got my first check when I just plain had enough money to get gas that could get me to the station and back so I could actually keep my job and work. And I sat there and ate Cheerios out of a plastic cup. I poured milk and Cheerios into a plastic cup three times a day. Wow. Three times a day, I chowed down on Cheerios. And finally, I said, I'm starving. And I got out all my change and everything. And I just started wandering. And again, I was working downtown. I made my way across the river to the Longhorn. It was about 7 o'clock at night. Uh, it was at that time of year where the sun was beginning to go down. There were very few people in there. And the woman who owned it and ran it then, her name was Mary. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and I, I literally stood there in front of the cash register. I looked up at the sign that had all the stuff on it. I'd never been there before, and I was counting my money. And it was like, you know, $2.74 or something like that. And she goes, can I help you, son? And I said, I, I'm trying to figure out if I can get both fries and chili. I want to get chili, but I'd also love to get some fries. She goes, honey, are you hungry? And I went, yes, ma'am. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I am. I'm, I'm, in, I'm employed. I'm working. I just moved here, but I, I'm, I'm just out of money. She goes, why don't you sit down? What do you want to eat? And she fixed me a dinner. Aww. She fixed me a dinner. I mean, she sat and talked to me, and we just sat the two of us, and she whipped me up uh, just a special dinner. She didn't even ask me what I wanted. She just took everything that was there, I think stuff that might have just gone to waste, and gave me a plate of food like you couldn't believe. And I went back after I got paid about two days later and paid her back, and that doesn't happen 
in the city. No. That's how you know. I know that was 1984, but the Longhorn is still there. It wasn't and that it, long ago they didn't even take debit or credit cards. I know. So you right. had to I do know. cash. Like, yeah. literally yes. seven, eight years ago, you still yes. had to have cash yeah. only. Yeah. But in Mary's memory, I just want to say they're still making friends over there at the Longhorn. I'm not going to get a free French fry out of this. I'm just saying. It just, <laughs> we can afford it, it now. I, I, I just, you know, I just thought it was an interesting story to share. So just enjoy the the town qualities that Chattanooga has while, while you still have a chance. I guess that's really all I'm saying. Regional Roundup and Shotgun Shoutout. Regional Roundup and Shotgun Shoutout. Made possible by the kindness, concern, and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. I don't have a whole lot of money, so what I do have, I'm very careful with, and I put it in the hands of my friend Gary Thurman at Guardian, 710-9199, 710-9199. Regional Roundup, basically just taking a look at things going on around our neck of the woods and the shotgun shout-outs, just little bitty shout outs uh, to from people uh listeners and and just other things going on uh, you'll you'll kind of get the picture of it here in just a second um one of the things that makes perfect sense is the rant from the times free press these are like tweets to a degree they come out in the sunday paper in the perspective section and they're only 25 words or more and i think it's it's a good you know thought starter for shotgun shout outs so let me just read just a few of them to you here Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Thanks, Lady Liberty. Welcome home, Afghan refugees. Now, you gave a big yay to Mayor Tim Kelly yesterday for saying, we have room in Chattanooga for Afghan refugees, Mm -hmm. and we have the heart to take them. So I just figured I'd just throw that in there. Mm -hmm. I just continue on down the line here. I'm just not going to edit these. I'm just going to read them. I don't blame Biden for his inadequate ability to run this country. I blame the uninformed voters who elected him. Again, remember what I said at the beginning of the show. Get your information. Make your own decisions. There is no political party. There's no individual within a political party that's always going to be right. If you're taking your marching orders from one source, you are poorly informed. Times Free Press headline earlier this week, man charged for mishandling a corpse. Isn't that what the Democratic Party has been doing with Joe Biden? (laughs) That's not cool. It's not gun violence. Guns aren't violent. People are violent. Acknowledging that as a first step, hold people and parents accountable. I was good with it up until then. Hold people accountable, but parents? At what point do you go back to a parent and say, look what your kid did. You're in trouble. Where does that line begin? Is it just, I mean, we make up a, a, just an arbitrary age at 18, at 16, at 17, you can do certain things. When, when does somebody's own free will take over and their, their place in society start helping them make decisions for themselves? It's not the parents' fault anymore. No, I think that there is a point, though, when like a middle school kid brings a gun to school and you're, you, know, you go to the parents, you're like, where the hell is your kid getting a gun from? You know, why don't you lock well, them up? Well, if it's their gun, and there's why don't else. you know about it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what rock has columnist Gene Collier of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette been under? Not all Republicans are rednecks. Intelligent Republicans are fully vaccinated. General Milley was protecting this country from a sociopathic, narcissistic, lame duck president with the mind of a vindictive eight-year-old. He's a hero. It seems to me that a lot of cars need their, bl- their blinker fluid checked. 
<laughs> I fell I, for that. I would buy that. I fell for that. <laughs> I actually fell for that. I circled that, and then I thought to myself, just as I was saying it out loud, how silly that was. <laughs> I actually I, I marked that. I thought they they do. People need to use their blinkers more often. One time they when need I was, blinker fluid checked and refilled. When I was young, I was sent to go to Home Depot to get a board stretcher. I still feel stupid this about This one is one. particularly for Brian over there. Roses are red. I wish I was in bed. I stink at poetry. Give me some coffee. That's what that one says. <laughs> yeah, except I don't drink coffee. Uh, so you go. All right. What do you guys got? Well, I have one from Wilson County um, that uh, it's not really a major, but I think it's sort of a cute little story that could have gone horribly wrong. Uh, from WKRN over in Wilson County, um, Daniel Breezy, who's a meteorologist for that radio station, received her. Her real name is Breezy? I don't know. She's a meteorologist, cool. last name Breezy. I kind of doubt like it. it. Anyway, received a bunch of videos from the Mount Juliet area of a would-be tornado. It was... Uh, it was very breezy. Yeah. Shut up, Jen. It was circulation <laughs> in the clouds. <laughs> I'm between these two. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to throw my can at you. I'm on the other side of the room. So. <laughs> it, was, it was rotation <laughs> happening in the clouds, and the National Weather Service indeed confirmed that there was some rotation. So, you know, I'll shut the hell up now if you, you want to do your... Freaking stupid I, I thing about two. cats or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> a cat lady in the I making. Have two. Uh, I have one from Signal Mountain. <laughs> and uh, the news is simply, it's foggy. That's it. That's it? It's foggy up on, I mean, what else is there up on Signal Mountain, really? Right. There's fog I'll send you today. one tonight at midnight. It'll say, it's dark. <laughs> right. God, the and sun is I up. A bunch of redneck have, mountain folks on Signal Mountain, too, by the way. From Red Bank. There's a homeless guy that sits at the Walmart as you pull in. I give him my change on the way out, but today he wasn't there. But his sign was, and his shoes were there. Day off? Do I leave the money in the shoes? Rapture? I wasn't the only one befuddled, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you to Dennis for that one. If any of you folks out there, uh, if you would like to, or if you know somebody you thought would be, be good at this, you know, yesterday you heard from our friend Mike Chambers, from Alan the Arguer, from David Bartow, uh, reporting you know things going on in their various communities. And I, I want them all over the place. I want somebody from Signal Mountain. I want somebody from uh, you know Lookout Valley. I want somebody from, from Trenton. I want somebody from you know, Lakeside. I mean, anybody, if, if it's not you, you know somebody, maybe one of your kids. You know, we'll, we'll give them a plug for their high school. You know, they could be, they, they could become celebrities in their own high school yep. by by being one of our stringer correspondents. Yeah. And uh, and do a couple of these every single day as we do this podcast here at the Lodge Cast Iron Studios, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show Monday through Friday. And we need more of the stringer correspondents out there. This is the part where we do reports and rants and letters, and we check papers, online stuff, and a couple of uh, personal uh, texts that were sent to me. And I'm going to keep the, the people anonymous because they sent them to my personal phone and I didn't ask if it was okay to share but I'm just gonna say this is a very very important uh, mover and shaker from years ago when I first got here and he heard about what was going on with this podcast and he got in touch with me and he just said Jeff this looks like a great concept and considering the rather sad state of local radio, especially talk radio, should be a great way to fill the gaping gap in today's local information industry. Hmm. All right, it goes on from there, and it says, um, I will certainly do whatever I can to help you succeed. I still remember you coming by Mayor Gene Roberts' office years ago when Maybell Hurley and I were in his back office conspiring to start Chattanooga Venture. Oh. Wow, that goes way back. 
we go back a long way and there's still many more miles ahead of us all right so that's from one mover and shaker and i have one other one here. hey jeff it's bill i'm rooting for you uh, <laughs> a former a former big name in local media got in touch with me jeff i finally had a chance to sit down and listen to the pilot shows sorry for the delay i listened to both of them the idea is spot on I used to listen to the ABC News Start Here podcast every morning when I went for a walk and was thinking the other day how great it would be if there was a local news podcast that I could listen to in the car. And it says my favorite segments were the ones where everybody brought forth their story that they thought was the top story of the day. The Explore More interview with Barry Corder and the back and forth on Rolling Stone's top 500 songs and the yes and booze, the yes and booze. I read so that. There you go. So nobody nice. likes my uh, muscle flex. That's no, 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 no. Thank no, you no, very I much. They, 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 I, they, have, they, I have a fan. Top of the pops. Appreciate you guys tuning in to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Top of the pops basically is what is at the top of our mind, the top of our mind awareness. What's on the front burner and our own noggins? What has got you thinking? And if one of you has a topic or a story or something, let it fly. All right. Well, man, I just bought a bicycle for 20 bucks and uh, Jen's laughing because she read my Instagram post. I bought a bicycle for 20 bucks. That and seems cheap. It is very cheap. It's great. It's, it's an, an antique store. It's a very wonderful bicycle. It needs new everything. Uh, and in the process of loading it onto the bike rack, which I just purchased for my vehicle, I locked my keys in my car. So my $20 bicycle actually cost about $90 if you count the locksmith fee. But anyway, I'm we got to hold a Rick's lock and key yet. For some, uh, <laughs> no, it was just some, some promotional dude. advertising around here. You know, I always get, it sounds like we need to. I always get mad when like they show you how easy it is to get into your car too. they use the like little inflating things and they use a the little hanger tricking. I'm like, dang, I'm going to wish I had though. Anyway, that's what was on top of my mind. I'm a cyclist now. Good for you. So yeah. we'll expect to see calves of steel very shortly. That's right. I've got calves of pig iron right now. <laughs> what about you, Jen? What, what's at the, what's at the uh, top know, of your mind my awareness My top of today? mind, I already, I, already, I already mentioned it. It was the oil spill huh. in California um, that needs to be fixed quickly. Fixed. It's like uh, the oil spills, fires, droughts. What else can California bring to uh, right? Godzilla's there? Nice. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show you. This, this is kind of selfish, I guess, because um, it's just in, it's in my neck of the woods. It's, it's, it's what I've done for most of my adult life not just radio but uh, media advertising hmm. advertising and we recently lost one of the great great minds of advertising cliff freeman and i just want to just note his passing i just want to note his passing it's important to me this guy came up with more famous campaigns than you could ever ever believe i mean you know if you have one in a career that everybody remembers, you've done well, all right? And I mean, here, here locally, you, you'd be surprised how my fingerprints show up all over town, your town still on businesses, the slogans they use, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the branding, um, just the, the things they say in their commercials, uh, even, even the names of the stores. So you know, I felt I had a pretty good run here. This guy though, you would know him best Probably even and, and and Cliff Freeman, 
they all said, everybody in advertising said his agency was like a beacon to weirdos. <laughs> he said, you know, advertising to begin with is the island of misfit toys, and these are the people that didn't even fit on the island. But uh, he came up with a bunch, a bunch of really, really good ones. And you, uh, Pizza Pizza was his. Really? Pizza, wow. Pizza Pizza was his. All right, there's, there's one. And one of my favorite campaigns of all time was the back to school campaign that Target did. You remember when the dad is, is going through, the, through, through, through Target and they're playing a Christmas carol? Yes. It's the most wonderful time oh, yeah, yeah. of the that year. That was brilliant. Very and the good. kids are walking around downtrodden and everything <laughs> like that. And just the guy had just a really remarkable resume. And I just loved the way that people referred to his style and his writing. And he said, one of, one of the people that, that was pitching an idea to him, he goes, that's not funny. That's just not funny. He goes, well, and he said he didn't laugh that often. But, I mean, he specialized in humor. And uh, he said, well, what, what is funny? He goes, a bunt cake pan. A bunt <laughs> cake pan is naturally funny. A weed eater is not. Can't you understand that? And I, and I can. I can. I, can. I guess I'm saying. Yes. I, I, guess, I can yeah. understand that. I actually get that. All right. I actually do have one. This this slipped my mind. I posted this to the new girl, the Chattanooga time. Uh, the Ch- I can't. Where, Where are do you we? work again? Where are we now? Chattanooga Drive-In the Show. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show Facebook page. Um, Eric, who is the owner of the New York Pizza Department, posted a very poignant and very lengthy um, Facebook post. It included his email address, his phone number. You can find it on our Facebook page and also on his. And it basically, you know, reprimanded people for not giving the, the staff respect and patience and being very disrespectful and rude. Yeah. And um, it's really nasty. And and yeah, it's just that's just not something that he or frankly, I would ever tolerate no. from a, cl- a customer, even a paying customer. If you're going to be rude and mean to my teenage staff get out yeah so thanks to eric and everything he does in the community one more from cliff freeman this is the i I would have been in oh i'd have hated it if i hadn't brought this one up after i brought up his name and his passing where's the beef that was him where's the beef wow i mean that was for wendy's i was about to say wasn't that wendy's i was trying to remember that vaulted wendy's into the upper tier of the fast food world they they, they were they were like number six or seven you know in the fast food world and here's that little lady who I met. They brought her to the station one time. She actually <laughs> toured as a celebrity. I mean, people wanted to have their picture taken with them back before well, they we, were. We selfies. had Jared Fogle at the way. Yeah, at I, the know, radio I know. Station too. And we had uh, the where, subway. Where, uh, and she was exactly like you thought she'd be. She was a little curmudgeonly little old lady. She didn't put up with nothing from nobody. Where's the beef? And that actually became Walter Mondale's campaign slogan. <laughs> Which is not a good brag. Anyone which is not a good Mondale? Which is not a good brag. He was saying the Republicans didn't have anything going for him. Where's the beef? All right. This is where Jen explains to you what outside looking in is. Outside looking in is my friend Jeff Greenspan. He is a comedian from New York. He brings other comedians from New York and elsewhere in and gives their perspective on Chattanooga. So I've been living in Chattanooga for about a year now, and I'm starting to think that, I don't know, maybe I I died during COVID and that this is just a simulation because uh, life is just kind of easy here, and it feels sometimes a little bit 
like a like a movie set uh, city. Like, for instance, the names of the buildings. I, I was driving by this building with the with the dome on it downtown. You know what that's called? The dome building. And then there's the courthouse. Just the name of it, the courthouse. Girls Preparatory School is Girls Preparatory School. In New York City, where I'm from, uh, even an alleyway is named after someone, some cop that was shot 20 years ago or something. Um, I parked my, I locked my bike to a parking meter on MLK a few months ago. And when I came out to get it, I tried to unlock my bike and the whole parking meter fell over. It wasn't even secured into the sidewalk. It's like the city is still rendering. And if you look closely downtown, some of the bricks and the sidewalks, they look like Lego pieces. And, and people will come up to me and they'll, they'll, after they've met me and maybe they'll forget my name and they'll say, hey, you know, what's your name again? And I'll be like, oh, it's, it's Jeff Greenspan. And they say, oh, that's right. Yeah, of course it's right. I, I, I know it's right. I've been, I've been cramming for that question for 51 years. But I think what it really is, is the simulation getting me to reaffirm my identity. Who are you again? Jeff Greenspan? Yeah, sure. You keep you keep telling yourself that. Keep keep telling everyone else that too. Sure, you're you're Jeff Greenspan. So I love it here, but sometimes it feels a little bit like the Truman Show. Um. Um. And this is the part of the show where we say, um, 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 because we're basically really. This is part of the show where we go pretty quick. Yeah, this uh, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to figure out if we forgot anything. And the only thing I have in the um department is to be thankful for all of your senses. Stanley Tucci, who all but gave up acting as he, as he fought cancer, and he had a really bad battle with it, and got into becoming a professional foodie. And he had a type of mouth cancer. Mm. Uh, check this out. He had a, a, a tumor at the base of his tongue. They had to make a surgical mask that was specially made fit over his face. And he had to sit there silently and quiet and still. And they put a plastic like bite block in that had a little hole where the laser shot through for the radiation. And he said it was horrible. After three radiation sessions, he started getting vertigo. He said everything he ate tasted like wet cardboard slathered with somebody's excrement, mm. his mouth filled with ulcers, and he was already a food lover, and he actually started this new career, and he has a brand new book out called Taste My Life Through Food. I am not a foodie, but I, I understand where he's coming from. Some people, that is such an important sense to them, and they literally become, and, and it is, he, he's described here, He's described here as becoming nearly, you know, just obscene in his description of the way food makes him feel. I mean, I mean, just, I mean, it's so like ecstasy. <laughs> and and just just think about it. You know, I mean, you lose your ears, I, 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 you'd, you'd, be, you'd be okay. That used to be a campfire question. Would you rather lose sight or hearing? I said sight. Really? Because I would not want I want to be able to hear music. Absolutely. I and I I mean it. I I know I I made I made you know regret saying that one day. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But I would hate to not be able to hear music. As long as you had a long running understanding of sight. Yes. Right. Like if you never yeah. had sight before, yeah. I don't know that you would care about the music anymore. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm not. Sh- Helen Keller syndrome. Yeah. Over, well, I guess, the thing is, I if I if I lose my hearing, I probably lose the ability to speak clearly too. 
Sure. So, like, if I lose my sight, of I, can course at least, you do. I can at least still do radio. You know? I mean, and the sense of smell is your sense of taste to a large degree. You lose your legs, you, you know, you've lost freedom. What about freedom? I mean, that's not a sense, but, I mean, let me tell you something. As somebody who's heard the jail door clank behind them and has been put into or has walked into by their own volition, an institution that doesn't let you leave, and you sign papers that say, hey, I'm, I'm your burden for a while, mm-hmm. it sucks. It doesn't matter how nice it is. If you can't walk out the front door and leave, it affects your life, sure. largely. Does anybody else have an um? Uh, Good for Stanley Tucci for, for, woman, for recreating himself. A woman, a California woman, found a four-carat yellow diamond in the Arkansas State Park. And I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, I watched, I talked to Jeff about this a couple of days ago, actually. I watched a movie called Love and Mercy about Brian Wilson. If you haven't seen it, it's really freaking good. It's got Paul Dano as young Brian Wilson and John Cusack as 80s Brian Wilson. Oh, wow. I got to see this. It's I love really, Cusack. I love Brian Wilson. I love the Beach Boys. Oh, it's yeah. so Not good. Not the fake Mike Love band. No, no, no. The real Beach Boys. The good Boys. Beach Boys. And it covers, yeah. like, the Paul Dano section is about them doing pet sounds. And then the John Cusack uh, version is him meeting his second wife. It's really good. You probably like it a lot, Brian. That's cool. Well, that wraps it up for us today. Uh, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, thank you so much for tuning in once again today. Lodge Cast Iron Studios, remember we have the Kickstarter campaign going. Uh, we started this whole thing officially, officially yesterday. One of the pieces we still don't have together is the is the, the website. Yeah, the website's it's, coming. It's a complicated website. It is. It, it, there's a lot of moving parts. But the Kickstarter campaign only lasts for 45 days. So don't wait on our website to get up and, you know, say, well, they're still just... No, we've begun. The plane is in the air. We have the Patreon button. We're now collecting some stuff for premium prizes for people who actually give us money through Patreon. Mm -hmm. Something extra, a little behind-the-scenes look here. Venmo for advertisers. Get in touch with Jen. How do they do that again? Uh, Email me, ChattanoogaDriveInShow at gmail.com or text 635-3557. Community input is always welcome. Equal time is always guaranteed. Spread the word. It's up to you. Don't choose mediocrity. Thank you for listening to the Chattanooga Driving Show.